to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm so good. So excited to be here. As always, it's just Tuss and I doing our thing, talking about... What did you want to talk about today? I really wanted to talk about how people leave their current lash salon. Like how they should leave. Or maybe both. We'll talk about how they normally leave. Yes. And how we hope they will leave, right? In the future for a better, brighter future. Our whole goal is to elevate this industry. And I think we need to start at one really sore spot that yeah. really could use a lot. All the people that we connect with and we talk to, there is something in common. It is the heartbreak that happens when you've built a team and people want to move on and leave. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. It is yeah, it is absolutely. okay to leave. But the way that some people do it is absolutely heartbreaking. It's gutting. And so we want to talk about that. Cool. Well, we'll get to that. But before we do, I want to tell you about a few things that are coming up for us because we have a ton of stuff, guys. It's like our schedule's gotten crazier and crazier, but it's all good because we're excited. We like to be busy. After a year and a half of sitting around looking at ourselves, it's fun. So first off, we have just a couple of weeks until we're going to be in Scottsdale with Allie. Going to be excited with Lash Anarchist to teach Tussie Lashing them retention and styling course. So if you want four-week long-lasting lashes, you got to sign for this course. We still have a couple spots. So if you want, go ahead right now. Links in our show notes or in our Instagram, and you can get those tickets today. Also, we're going to be in Australia, guys. Crazy enough, we're going to be in Australia for almost two weeks, and we are going to be teaching at a conference called the International Lash Master at Sydney, so you can buy your tickets. I hopefully come see us there as well as other cool people. And then we will also be teaching two one-day business courses where it's our it's called Elevate. It's a one-day business intensive where I basically sit down and share how we grew our salon to where it was and teach you all the stuff that you need to do. If you want to be a serious business operator and you want to know how to operate an actual business, not just be a lash artist, but be a lash boss, we'll say, then this is your course. This is what you need to take. And it's only $497 in Australian dollars. If you're America, I doubt anyone's going to fly over. So don't worry about that. So in Australia, it's $497. And it's a one-day thing, 9.30 to about 4.35 o'clock. We're going to be at two places, LBA Lashes and Elibana. LBA is in Sydney. Elibana is in the Gold Coast, Brisbane area. So if you want to come out and see us, it's a one-day course. Links in the show notes as well in our Instagram. And get your tickets today. And we will see you in a few weeks. It'll be super cool. And that's it. I'll move on from the announcements, get tons of other stuff. But for now, we'll just focus on that. And let's get into this because I think really in our industry, we've seen this not just in our own life. Actually, we've experienced it a lot in our own business when we had a salon. But I just hear it all the time from other salon owners. And it's almost one of those things when you talk to people, like a little tears get in there. They get teary-eyed. They get a little emotional because I think in our industry, we have this really bad habit of demonizing owners. We've talked about this. Our favorite people in our industry are salon owners because I feel like they put the most on the line. They put a lot of money up front usually. They've invested in their salon. They take the risk. They take all their, not just financial risk, but they're taking liability too because if anything goes wrong with a client, with someone there, there's labor laws, there's slip and fall, whatever it is, you're on the hook for all that stuff. And you have to have all the insurance. And even if you do, you're not always necessarily covered by certain things. As the owner. As the owner. So you're really high risk. So we love you guys. We do. If you're a salon owner and you're listening right now, just, you know, you are, I mean, we love everyone, but. Take your hand yeah. and pat your back. Yeah, you're, you're and a hero. say that's a hug from Paul and Tess because <laughs> honestly, you are our unsung hero. But the thing we hear yeah, is that, yeah, blah, 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 was a great employee. And then one day they left and then worse, they went on and they started posting on Instagram how it sucked and how it was evil and all this stuff. 
It's painful. So what can we do to encourage? I guess we want to speak to, not the salon owner today, really want to speak to the individual operator who's working in a salon right now, working for someone else, or maybe has in the past. We want to maybe help for you change your perspective. Let's unpack that a little bit, because I think that the person who's leaving isn't setting out to um, bring anybody down. That's not what she's doing. I think she she's seeing an opportunity. She's wanting more out of her life, out of her work relationship. And it's not bad to dream. It's great to dream. In fact, I don't believe any employee ever comes into the company and goes, I know I'm going to be a horrible person to work with. I'm going to burn bridges. I'm going to be this and that. No one goes in with that as a mindset. I think everyone goes in, I want to be a great employee. I want to help this place make money. I want to make money. I want to grow this place. But something happens to a lot of lash artists in there. And I think it's really, you begin to believe certain lies. I think you begin to believe this idea that, if, especially your commission, that if I'm only getting 30, 40, 50%, then that means the owner's getting more than half the money and is stealing from me. Yeah. There's a thought that comes into it that it's really interesting. The beauty world is really the only industry where people have this mindset. Yeah, I don't know anyone else. I've talked about friends that are industries, tech, and who are salespeople too. And they don't get mad because they only get a percentage of a deal. If you think about a barista at Starbucks, she's behind the counter and she's the one that's making those lattes. She is not thinking... I should be making 50% of this latte as she pushes it. And they might, but they'd be wrong. (laughs) Who who thinks that? Nobody has that expectation, right? But we do in beauty. We think I should be making 50% because it's 100% of my labor. And I think some of the blame is we've had people or trainers, I think, who teach this, who themselves don't have staff, who don't employ anyone, or if they do, they employ people in other areas, but they don't have commission Setups. And by the way, we are not big on commission. We believe, as you know, team base is really the way to go, which is hourly plus bonus. But I know that a lot of people out there do commission or they do booth rent. Booth rent, a side note about booth rent. None of this really, apl- what we're talking about applies to booth rent because technically booth rent, you are just a landlord. You're, if you're an owner of a salon, you have booth rent. They're just tenants and you're renting out space to them. And if you're doing more than that, like you're telling them how to dress, you tell them when they should be in, then you're no longer a landlord. You're actually an employer and you need to talk to your CPA and your lawyer about your hiring practices because really you're out of line at this point. You can't do that when you have tenants like that. You're truly a rental place. But anyhow, yeah, Tess. Well, I think something happens even before the thought comes into the mind where you think I should be making 50% or they're they're stealing from me or they're, they're holding me back. And the shift that happens, like you said, nobody goes into being an employee thinking I'm going to be disgruntled and I'm going to be mad. But I think that there is a trust that breaks down between the owner and the employee. The employee had a viewpoint, not wrong. She was promised or she had expectations that somehow didn't get met where she sees the owner either dropping the ball, not looking out for her, not providing opportunities for, for her growth. She sees herself having to fend for herself in ways that she didn't anticipate in the beginning. And that is a loss of trust. And that's on the owner, actually, because the owner's the owner. job 
It is not to take care of clients. Your job is to take care of your staff. When I started moving, transitioning, and helping to us, I realized uh, in the beginning, early years, I was always about clients. And I really realized I had to pivot and change and be about my staff and talk to them and say, I'm out here to defend and fight for you guys, not defend and fight for clients. You guys' job is to take care of the client. And I think what happens is employees get in the companies and they start realizing the owner only cares about the clients. Or worsely, you know, we did this too at times where you promise something and then you don't deliver. And then you realize, oh, that's right. I did promise that. When you break those little promises, trust goes out the window. And if you do that enough times, the employee is like, well, you, you said I'd make it this much money or you said I'd get a pay raise. or you And know. just to cut some slack to owners, I had a client who, who worked for a hair salon that was just down the corner. This hair salon was really dynamic. They were involved in top model, uh, doing all the hair for, for that TV show. And the owner was very experienced, opened many salons. But a year into it, my client, who was the hairdresser, said, you know, when I started here, they promised that they were going to have a food court and TVs hanging from everything. We only have one TV. Yeah. <laughs> she was really mad because even though it didn't seem to me as the client getting my haircut that the place was suffering, it was hip, it was vibrant, they were talented. Yeah, right? It looked cool. It yeah. was a really cool place. It was a heartbreak for her because she, she had, had been sold, yeah. you know, a certain vision, a and vision. Yeah. And as things come up, costs come up and the owner had to defray those things. You know, she understood that. But after so many times of these things happening, when that vision didn't happen, the buildup didn't happen the way they were all promised. Yeah. All the staff felt bummed out about it. They felt betrayed. Yeah. And I think that's unmet expectations. And again, our side, when we were employee, our employers, I remember early years, we would get so excited about something. We'd be like, hey, guys, we're going to be doing this and that, da, 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 because we're all pumped up. And then six months later, I remember someone go, hey, Paul, what about that promise you said about the business? You're going to improve this or upgrade that. And I'm like, oh. So we started learning. You don't. You don't share those anything. things until you know you can I, deliver. Like the next day, we're like, "Oh, hey guys, we're gonna put this new TV in. It's gonna be really cool, featuring videos of our salon." And by the way, it's done and ready to go tomorrow. We're going to launch it. Versus, I think I did this. Like, hey, we're going to do this, and the TV stuff took months to come. And it's just like people do get discouraged because you sell them on the vision. And and part of your job as a salon owner is to be a cheerleader, right? You're there like, hey, cheer, yay, go team. You're all excited about things. And it's easy to get overly excited. It's easy to get overhyped about something and to oversell stuff to your team. And then you're only creating chances for a break in trust. And I know that we suffered from that. So sometimes that frustration, why people, the impetus for people to leave is legitimate. They see an opportunity. You see an opportunity. I would, I know that I could do this better. I'm not going to disappoint myself in the same way that I've been disappointed. And so you make alternate plans because in some way the line has been crossed in your mind. And I applaud that. What I want to see a change in is how people leave. It's almost like in order to leave, they have to demonize somebody else. And there may be legitimate reasons why you do that. Yeah. They might be demons. Yeah. Real (laughs) demons. You might work for a real life demon. We never know. (laughs) But what I think would be better and uplifting to the whole industry, instead of saying, you know what? I'm glad to be out of that nasty place, is to say, I'm going to start my own thing and it's going to be a celebration throwing shade on anyone else and i think that's so unusual actually in our industry because i think it's we love the dirt we love to feel good about ourselves and if we can put someone else down even if it's justified we will do it a lot of times and i we've had to bite our tongues there's things that we would wish we could say or things that we could comment on where certain people have hurt us, whether it was employees or other people outside when we're doing our podcast, 
there's been certain things thrown on us at times, and there's been a real desire to fight back and defend and put down. But I don't think it's the best way to go because it hurts everyone. Because we, if it's like an endless cycle of pain. You're just never going to stop. Someone has to say, enough. I'm not going to continue to contribute to that. Yes, my boss maybe sucked. Maybe they did do something that wronged me and I need to move on. But I'm going to take the high road and I'm going to respectfully move on and not bash them on Instagram or tell my friends. I'll just say, no, I got this cool opportunity to open up my new place. I'm excited to go do it. Yeah, everyone... I mean, spilling the tea gets attention. Everyone loves a car crash or a fight. Yeah, I slow down all the time for them. Right, or a headline (laughs) in People magazine. All that dirt, people love it. It is like, it's junk food. I mean, just proof of the pudding. There's two episodes that are number one, number two episodes. One was when we had Kelly, I love Kelly, or Kelly, Kelly Lovely Lashes. Lashes on. And that was just a train wreck, and everyone just couldn't believe someone like that existed, right? Because we all felt better about ourselves. So, well, that's what's out there, then I'm amazing. But our number two podcast of all time was when we closed our salon, and people wanted to know the dirt. I think most people were compassionate and empathetic towards us. I don't think people are like, ah, they finally got their just do. But I do know that people do love to see bad things happen. When you go on Yelp, don't you go to the, like the negative reviews? And it's like, you're looking at it and you're very clearly, sometimes you can tell who's in the right and who's in the wrong, right? Reality TV is just watching a train wreck every day. You watch people go online or do these things and look horrible in front of masses and get embarrassed and all that. So yeah. So in the same way, in the same, the tools that you use to discern who's right and who's wrong on Yelp is the same tools that people are looking at you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it's so easy to spill the tea and spill dirt or throw shade on somebody else when you feel justified. But the thing is, you want to look at how people are looking at you. And the only thing is, is that I really think it reflects shade onto the person who's doing it. Right. And even if you are justified, it's so hard to explain that. Yeah. And a soundbite, right? Just a short one minute little video on Instagram or a little post. I think people will think less of you, even though they'll rally to your side and go, hey, we we support you. But truth is inside a little bit, a little piece of you dies. Think about it. Think about all the train wrecks or issues, blow ups, fights, cat fights that you've seen on Instagram. I mean, when people let loose like that, you really realize "Mm," it it does cause you to think, hmm. Yeah. And I've known people blow up in our industry who fought. I remember one brand that has split and the two owners separated and one went out and just bashed the crap out of the public way. And the other one just kept quiet. And I got to talk to that person in the last couple of years. And and she was just like, yeah, it was really tough, but I I just decided to be silent and just let time go and just focus on building my business and doing the right thing. And I had a lot of respect for her because I went, wow, you took the high road and you didn't get in the mud, you didn't get in the dirt. And that's the stuff people were attracted to. That's the stuff that we want to work with. Exactly. As a business, we love, by the way, it's the professional thing to do. We work in the industry where we call ourselves last professionals or last artist stylists, but you need to act professional if you want to be a professional. And I think often we don't act very professional. We kind of say, well, you know, it was all fine and good as far as words go. But really, right now, I really want to do is I want to get into the gossip. I want to get into the bashing. I want to knock someone else down. And I think that just shows a lot of insecurity, too, on that behalf. Like you need that affirmation for other people on with you saying, yeah, you, you're right. You do that. You know, how yeah. dare they do that? You go, girl. And that's validating, right? 
the thing is, I'm not saying don't talk about it. You talk about it to the people that can change the situation. You talk about it to your circle. What was it? Bitch buddies. Yeah, bitch buddies. <laughs> but the idea is you talk, you speak first off. I mean, you should always be direct with someone who's hurting you. You should just talk to that person. I don't think you should ever just go talk to everyone else and not deal with the person where you have the issue. We've talked about this. Difficult conversations are really a key to being a strong leader and running a, a successful business. Because if you can't have difficult conversations, you're going to always avoid the real problems in the room and not fix them. And if you're talking to the person who can fix it, you're going to the problem yeah. and you're not gossiping. It's a respectful thing to do. The right? gossip is what happens when you talk about it with somebody that doesn't have any power to, to change solve it or problem. fix it. Yeah. yeah. And so while you do, I do think if you are a business owner or, or you're about to go on your own and you're frustrated with your boss, first go talk to your boss and try to fix it. If you can't, like the boss is like, you know, let's just say, you know, your boss uh, you know, God forbid, does something where they, you know, take a fee out of your of your paycheck because, well, that's a usage fee for product. Can't do that, but let's just say they did. Yeah, you. I think you'd be justified to say, you know what, you need to stop doing this or I'm going to leave. And the boss is like, nope, I need that so I can pay my bills. And you're like, okay, well, then I'm just, you know, I want to let you know that I don't feel like that's right and I should, and this, we should part ways. And you should come with a game plan. And that's fine. That's being a grown-up about the situation. Most people avoid that. Most people don't do that. They just go talk to their friends. Can you believe they do this? Or they find out it's wrong. Like, they didn't know this was a wrong idea that someone's taking money out of their paycheck. And, like, and then when they finally do, they just go talk to all their friends about it. No, no, that's not the time to talk to all your friends about it. Now you know it's wrong. Now you talk to the person and, you, and get out. But if you need coaching along the way, we do also support the idea. If you need someone to support you, man, go find a peer, someone that's – but go talk to them with the hope that – of finding wisdom, like direction, not just a bitch and moan and get someone mad at you or mad about. So it's kind of like the golden rule. The golden rule is treat others the way that you want to be treated. And one of the ways that you can do this is if you've been wronged, you, what I do is I often think, what if I was the one that was wronging Yeah. and I didn't know, I would want somebody to come and say, this is the situation and this is how I think we should remedy it. What do you think? Yeah. That way they're given the opportunity to do the right thing. Because if somebody has the desire to do the right thing and they're confronted with that, they're going to do the right thing. Yeah. Now, if they don't, that's another thing and you take it a step further. But think about that, the golden rule. If you were the one that was mistreating somebody the way that you've been mistreated, ask yourself how you would like to be confronted yeah. and then do that. Exactly. So let's talk about the steps about how we think, you know, let's yeah. say you have been mistreated and you have gone to that person and they're like, you know, I don't care. I disagree with you. We're just coming into an impasse. So what is the right thing to do? Well, I think obviously if you're at an impasse with someone and it's not working out at your employer and you have confronted and that I think you give them a two week notice. I think it's a very honorable thing. Now there are some bosses out there, you know, which would disappoint me when I find, when I hear these stories where they just fire you. Like I'm giving my two week notice. Uh, actually give us, I mean, even better. If you really want to be a, a really generous person, give them a month notice. So that way they can interview and maybe replace you. And then you can leave on with good terms. Cause just remember, this is a small industry and you don't want enemies. Even if you disagree, you can agree. Like I disagree with how that's done. doesn't mean I hate you as a person. This is not how way I would want to work in my business. So I respect that you've chosen differently. That's fine. By the way, that doesn't mean we have to be enemies. Now I'd like to move on and give you my notice two weeks, four weeks, whatever you feel like is best. And then please, if you're an owner, 
Don't fire them. I know you're bent. I know you feel betrayed. You know, I'm sure you invested in this person, but you have to look at it from their point of view. It is not wrong for people to want to do something different. And if it's not a good match for them, you don't want them in the business anyway. Yeah, you want to, I tried this. I tried to convince people to stay and it never was a good thing. No. Once someone's decided they want to leave, let them go. It's good for With both your of blessing. you. blessing. Okay, yeah. so don't retaliate. Don't be nasty. Don't let them go immediately. In fact, let them go with a two, four weeks notice and give them a letter of recommendation. Do something respectful for them so that helps them. So whether they go work for themselves or decide to go work somewhere else, they have something like a a little thank you gift for their contribution to your business. Because that says a lot about who you are as a boss. I mean, think about it. Like a lot of designers came out of Ralph Lauren. We're talking about like Tory Burch. We're talking about Marc Jacobs. Uh, I think even Vera Wang, Donna Karen, all these designers came from one mentor. It's a sign of being able to develop good people. And you want that, right? And it's a sign of security or strength on your side too, right? To be able to do that. So you give people as much notice as you possibly can. Now, what should somebody do? We're going down a little rabbit trail here, but what should somebody do if they immediately, the boss does not respond in a way that's professional and, and just cuts them? I still think in the end, I say, okay, you pack up your stuff and you walk out that day. I don't think you go on Instagram and say, my boss has fired me. I gave him two weeks notice and they're an a-hole and blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's the way to go. I just think you move on. I mean, truth is you're already moving on anyways, right? So hopefully you've already started the plan or moving on. And this is just going to move you a little quicker than expected. But hopefully you have some savings so you're financially in a place where you can handle this. But I don't think this gives you the right, even if the owner's wrong, it's like we're asking for both sides here, both the owner and the employee to take the high road. Even if the employer wrongs you, take the high road. If the employee wrongs you, employer, you take the high road. When someone would quit or do something early, we didn't take the high road. I remember we'd, we wouldn't throw a lot of shade on someone, but I remember someone would leave or quit, and we would kind of say, well, we're just glad they're left. Like We'd say something publicly like that. We're glad they're out of here. And that's horrible. I can't believe I look back at some of the things in the early years that we did. It was really bad. Towards the end, when someone would leave, we'd say, you know, that we've parted ways, and they've moved on. And we wish them well. We wish them well. And here is their contact information. Yeah, and, and we would give their contact information to people would call and say, I want to get them blank, blank. And be like, oh, here's our number, or here's our email. You can reach out, and they can book with them. Like, we didn't try to keep people anymore. And we also were respectful in saying, you know, that with our team, we wouldn't say throw shade on someone and say, well, they, they're really crappy employees, so it's good they're out of here. And why? Because it's not professional. Yeah. You want to be professional. You want you want a good reputation. Okay, so the first thing is, you know, giving as much time. What else? One thing we wanted to talk about was setting up almost like a game plan for how to exit. We never did this. This is something we learned just as we were closing our salon. I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish we had this in play all the years that we had employees. And it's a contract on how you're going to leave. Yeah. It's not a legal contract. Like, you're not going to be able to enforce this. There's not, not it's like it. house rules. It's like what you expect when it comes. Yeah, you just have a that. simple one page, probably just a few sentences. Like, when I leave, I agree to give you two weeks notice um, when I'm departing. By the way, you can't do do not competes for the most part. I know California, it's illegal. And there's many other states that you can't And you don't, at the beginning, we did something very similar to this. And we realized that it's not the best because it makes people feel embittered that they're being trapped. You want people to be joyful about it. You want to create such a workspace that they don't ever want to leave. Not that you felt like you duped them and now they're trapped. That's not a, not a way to go, right? Yeah. And you might also be thinking, wait a minute, I just hired them. Why should we be talking about when they 
leave. And when you first have a business, you really think that everyone that's joining you is going to stay for the rest of your life. You know, people move on. Yes. If you're an employer right now, at one point you worked for someone maybe – did you plan to work there for the rest of your life? No. You had your plans. I eventually want to have my own place. You worked there for as long as it worked for you, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, you're just thinking ahead. You're just being wise. Yeah. And so this document's so simple. It's to say, I agree. When I leave, I'll give you a two weeks notice. And let's say you talk to your employer, like, and I will not contact any of my clients. Let's say your employer says, please, we built your base up. You're not going to do it. Now, this is negotiable. Now, on the other side, you can ask for the employer to say, when I leave, you will not fire me. And I will not fire and I'll give you a two, I'll also give you a two weeks to get your stuff together before we leave. And you can even talk about what you agree. Like, well, I will forward all the contact information. Because I think today owners really got to get up, give up the idea of holding on to clients. Because of Instagram, because of the way the world is, clients will go wherever it is They'll easiest go, for them. And it's their right to, you don't own them. Yeah, no one owns You don't them have the right client. to say, don't even look at my client. Yeah. You know, don't even think about approaching my client. That's not, you know, the people are free. So when we had clients leave in the beginning days, when a team member left, they would take 60, 80% of the clients. In the final days, in our last three or four years, when someone left, we'd keep probably eight, 60 to 80% of the clients would stay with us. And that was with us referring a Mamawayed. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Well, we just had built a strong brand, really a good business model. And we also knew that clients came to us knowing they could see anyone in their salon. It wasn't, they weren't, they didn't belong to blank, blank as their lash artist. They belonged to Integrity Lash. So if someone left, they'd be like, okay, that's fine. I'll see whoever else you recommend. And that was kind of nice. Now we did, Still, we, we refer. It, we didn't hold on at the end. We would just be like, hey, oh, someone would call and go, hey, I know what's her name left. Can you give me her number? I'm like, yeah, here you go. We'd forward a number all the time. And I think that's the high road again for the owner to take that. So this document that you could come up with, and I think we want both sides to be thinking about this. If you're owner, you should think of one. And if you're employee, you should think of one. And they should be thinking about both sides. What do you both agree to do? And you can make this anything you want. It doesn't have to be... What we just said about timelines. It could be something like, as the owner, you agree not to open up right next door to me. Yeah. And I promise I will not. And even in there, I will not bash you on Instagram. I won't do this. I won't do that. And the owner's the same way. I will not badmouth you to clients. I won't badmouth you to the staff. Like, you can just really be I'm professional. I'm not going to try to take any of the other staff and, and join another yes. company. Yeah. I won't uh, take half make the my team own. and do a walkout and go down the street and open their salon that's named Integrity Lash Part 2. No one did that, but I'm just saying that... But let's talk about that for a second because sometimes people do this. Girls get together in a gang and they're like, we don't like how we've been treated. They lost their chance with us. We're going to punish them. So... Let's all get together and let's be friends and we're going to shut this other person out because they deserve it. They very well may. But how does it really look? It looks horrible. By the way, I've known people that's happened to and then they've gone off and it happens to them. See, that's the thing. That's the thing, guys. (laughs) It's going to happen to you. I don't know if any of you guys watch Cheer. The second season, basically, there's the coach and she was very close to one guy who was really strong in leadership. And they had a falling out, a very painful falling out. This person was like a family member to the coach. And then this person goes online and starts bashing them bashing the program. And it's like, I wonder, what did you guys think about that? In some ways, we're just talking about what we talked about earlier. You can tell who's in the wrong and who's in the right. So so don't do that. Yeah. And I hope you guys, the big takeaway here today is just go in and begin to 
you know, if you're an employee, tell your employer, I'd like to have a contract between us on how we'll, we'll part ways. And if you're an employer, I think you should just write this up. Make it simple. If you want to get legalistic or legalistic, get legalese in there and get a lawyer, go ahead. I think you can just, in simple English terms, write this out and do it. And I think it will encourage both of you to be professional. So when you give your notice, hey, I'm going to quit, I hope you'll respect our agreement that we made a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And if the owner comes in and says, I'm going to have to let you go. I mean, getting fired is a whole different thing. Like they steal, they fight, they do something unethical in your business and you have to let them go. That's one thing. It's another thing if like, you know, maybe businesses slow down or you just need, it's not working out. Maybe you can work out an agreement and say, you know what, it's not working out here, but maybe in the next month we can work a transition for you and you can get another job or move on. So whatever it is, we just want to see a more professional kindness, love at the heart of all this? Again, it goes back to the golden rule. And I want you to think about how you would want to be treated if it was your business and people were leaving you. Yeah. Because a lot of us are short-sighted and we don't even think that far ahead. And we think, I'm always going to be the best boss possible. But if you've never made a mistake in your life, I think you could probably come to that conclusion. But if you are um, a fallible human being who admits to making mistakes, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to make some mistakes as a business owner. How do you want your people to treat you? Do you want them to be treat you the way that you treated others? Because I guarantee it will happen to you. Yeah, no, I've seen it too many times, especially with our former broken. staff. Yeah. Some of our former staff left, and then I'd be following. And I'd go, oh, wow, they just had a walkout. Oh, wow, they just had a bunch of people. And then I see on Instagram, or I see a bunch of other owners around here, and then their people leave, and I start seeing other people bashing them. So it's, it's like, a small world, guys. It really is. And we want we want to create a more loving, encouraging, supportive industry where we all help each other out to win. It doesn't have to be catty. It doesn't have to be come from this poverty kind of our scarcity mindset. We can actually believe that there's enough eyes for everyone to work. The- and, pie is big and enough. The pie is big enough. The and pie is big enough for, for all of us. Yeah. And you have to remind yourself. I mean, these are not natural tendencies. We tend to be broken and, and we do things that aren't always the right thing. Our, our gut instinct sometimes can be mean. But if we're mindful and remind ourselves of these things, that's why having this written contract is great. And you can even put it up in your slot. I've never seen this. This is I'm thinking all the time in my head. Like, how we agreed to, if we ever part ways. You can have a, you know, something really as a lower cool. minor. Yeah, something that is, but with smiley faces. Because you, you're not saying that you, you want people to leave, but you also know that there are stages in life. And there are seasons. different things we do in seasons. So it doesn't mean that I hope we can work together for a long time. And I hope when you leave, we can be friends. I would love to be able to see people. And, we, and there are some people we can't. If we see my trade show they just look they put their eyes down look away and i'm like it's too bad because i i wish we could be friends because I, I i don't have that ill feelings towards them the takeaway in all of this is take the high road because it's good for your soul all right well guys that's a wrap that's it we're all done thank you so much for hanging out with us i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast podcast and at the last conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my lash pup tusney i want to thank you for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you have a friend in the lash industry 